Welcome back to the Something Beautiful Podcast. My name is Amanda Witham, and I am so thankful you're here today. I thought this week would be a good week to share a little bit more about my story. I know that I have some new listeners, and I know not everyone knows me personally, so it might be good just to have a little background about who I am and where I came from. I'm not going to go into every little detail because that would take us forever, and I will spare us both that. Obviously, a lot of the stories in our lives can be entire episodes in themselves, so I won't go into that much detail. And I want to qualify that I'm not going to share other people's stories. So some of my life obviously involves others, and I don't feel like a podcast is a place to air dirty laundry. So I will try to stick to the facts as much as possible, but try to give you a story of me in a nutshell. So here we go. I was born in Long Beach, California to my mom and my biological father. They divorced uh, when I was around a year old, I believe, maybe a little bit before. My mom remarried when I was around two or three years old. I have some adorable pictures of me in the wedding, but that's about all I remember. (laughs) For most of my childhood, I lived on a five-acre ranch in a very small town called San Inez, California, and I we shared the property with my grandparents, and I had two younger brothers as well. Having my grandparents right next door was super special for me. I was very close with them. As far as my faith, I didn't really attend church as a kid. I do remember a few, you know, Christian daycare camps type of things and maybe attending once or twice with my grandmother, but it wasn't a steady part of my life growing up. That wouldn't come until later. When I was in sixth or seventh grade, my parents divorced. Um, I guess I should also mention, I didn't know about my biological father until I was around 10 years old. So I thought the man my mom was married to was my dad. So that was a bit of a shock at 10 years old to find out a different father. And um, over the years, I've tried to have a relationship with him. It's a little bit difficult. Let's see. Before I started eighth grade, my mom was ready for a change after the divorce and just feeling a little bit um, suffocated, I think, living right next door to her parents. So she decided we should move to Oregon. And I had no idea (laughs) where it was or what we were doing, but I thought for sure she was ruining my life because I had gone to school with the same people and the same friends my whole life. And how could I start all over in a new place and move away from my grandparents and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But luckily, eighth grade me didn't know everything. Things turned out pretty well in Oregon. My mom remarried during my eighth grade year. She and her husband decided to have a family as he didn't have any kids of his own. So when I was 16 and 17 years old, I had two new brothers. So yep, that's four now. Four total brothers, no sisters. Luckily, I have some brothers that have married some amazing women. So I have some really special sisters now. Again, I digress. (laughs) I went to high school. I'm 
met my husband, Mike, my sophomore year. We were in biology class together and he would make me laugh and we would flirt with each other and our friends talked us into going to the Valentine's dance together and the rest is history. <laughs> no, I I have to be honest with my family um, and seeing that my mom had, you know, gotten married multiple times. I didn't think that we were going to last and Mike would always tell me, you know, oh, when we do this and when we get married and when we have kids. And I was like, okay. <laughs> but it turns out he was right. Just don't tell him I said that, okay? <laughs> anyway, we dated throughout high school and we got engaged the year after we graduated when we were just babies in 1995. <laughs> it seems like a lifetime ago. After that, I moved back to California for a year to go to school. Our relationship survived, long-distance relationship status, with a couple of trips to visit each other that year and some very expensive long-distance phone bills. Remember when we used to have to pay by the minute? Yeah, I may have gotten in trouble a time or two for some long phone calls. I moved back to Oregon after I finished my legal secretarial program in California, but I actually ended up getting a temporary job at a construction company that ended up being my job for, gosh, at least 10 years, where I just grew up with these wonderful people, saw their business grow, and got to be a part of their family. So it's funny how we have plans, and then they don't always work out the way we thought. Mike and I did live together before we were married, which my grandparents were... Not the biggest fans of, but understood that both of our family situations um, weren't ideal for us to be at home. So um, shortly after we moved out, my mom and her third husband got a divorce. Mike and I got married July 11th, 1998. That's my grandparents' anniversary as well. So that was very special to us. It still is. Um, we actually had my grandparents renew their wedding vows at our rehearsal, and that was really special. It was a surprise. They didn't know about it. Um, so that's just something that's a little special about our anniversary. My mom got married for the fourth time in 97, right before, it was about six months before we got married, and they later divorced as well. In the year 2000, my grandparents moved to Oregon to be closer to our family. It was hard on them, and they were getting a little bit older and didn't want to have all the responsibilities and hard work of running five acres and taking care of you know, horses and cattle and everything. So they moved up here, and even though they didn't love the rain, they loved us, so... <laughs> There, It was hard for a while trying to navigate having everyone in the same place again. Sometimes there can be some weird dynamics, and it's hard because you want to fit in, in it everywhere, and you want everyone to love each other, but that's not always the way it is. So it wasn't this, you know, perfect thing, but it was wonderful to have them close by and be able to do big family dinners again and celebrate the holidays together. After Mike and I got married, we wanted to start our family right away, but it took us actually five years 
to have Brevin. Um, that's one of those things that is definitely a, an episode in itself, maybe someday. Um, anyone who's been on an infertility journey knows that it's incredibly hard and it's not easy to talk about. But we were absolutely blessed to have Brevin, who was born in 2003, followed by Darian, who was born in 2004, which I might say was because we did not know it could happen that fast. <laughs> and my daughter, Maya, was born in 2007, which I had talked about before in one of my podcasts, but that was the same year that my grandma passed away. We found out that my grandma had cancer and I was pregnant with Maya right about the same day. So 2007 was rough and my grandma did not make it to meet Maya when she was born. After that, my grandpa really became like the sixth member of our family. He was so special to us and we had him over for dinner and kept him company, invited him to events. He even babysat. It was just um, a special relationship that we had with him. And he had been married to my grandma for a very long time. So, and I really should have done the math before I got on here, but they did not make it to 50 years. I know that. So having all that time with her and then trying to live on your own, it's a very different, especially when my grandma was the one that really went out and made friends and was the social one. And my grandpa was a little bit more introverted. So we'd drug him along to church with us and brought him to sporting events. And I think it worked out very well. My grandmother would have been very happy that we took good care of him. Um, in 2008, Mike and I decided to get baptized. We had gone to a new church. This was only the second church that we had attended since we'd been married. We knew we wanted to raise our kids as Christians, but with neither one of us really growing up in a religious household, um, we had to do a little searching and figure out what that looked like. And we're all still learning to this day, but we decided to get baptized because, well, I never really had like a come to Jesus story. One of those things where it was like, I knew this moment and everything changed and my life turned around. It was more like a subtle thing over time. In fact, I think I mentioned this in my episode with Ellen DeWord, but I actually prayed multiple times to accept Jesus because I wasn't sure if it took, I'm using air quotes here, <laughs> because I just didn't know what it was supposed to feel like or what it was supposed to look like. And Mike had had kind of an emotional moment himself um, earlier that year. And so we just decided it was time and we wanted to share it with everyone. And then we would have this date to look back on. So the baptism made us feel official. God blessed us during that time with an amazing, amazing small group. Um, I, Looking back, I know he knew we needed that support with my grandma passing away and my pregnancy and just so many things at the same time. Um, so we were very thankful for that. Shortly after Maya was born, Mike went back to school to be a paramedic. We had three kids and a mortgage, so that's the perfect time to go back to school, right? <laughs> he had hurt his back. Um, he was delivering beer, and it wasn't what he wanted to do forever. He really did some soul searching and decided to go back to school to be a paramedic. 
He worked as a volunteer firefighter as well during this time. And now he's been at his fire station in Corvallis for almost six years. And I am so proud of him. I think it was such a blessing for our kids to see him work so hard for something he wanted later in life. Um, We both went to school right after high school, but the responsibilities of family and life and bills and everything quickly can take over and change your priorities. So when Mike was in his thirties, it was, he was a lot more focused and a lot more driven to achieve what he wanted. Plus at that point, he finally knew what he wanted. He didn't always know that. In the summer of 2011, we found out that my grandpa had cancer. It progressed really fast by the time we figured out what it was. And by October, we were living with him and taking care of him because the chemo was so hard on him and he just couldn't do the stuff around the house and meals and he didn't have much of an appetite. So really it was easier than running two households, just be there and help him through his time and to take care of my own family still. He stopped chemo in December and we lost him in January of 2012. Um, As I mentioned before, he was just such a special man and he was basically the sixth member of our family. So losing him was really hard on all of us. Um, Living with someone and going through end of life care is an experience that's heartbreaking and amazing all at the same time. Like I would never change it, but it was so hard. And that's another thing that could be a whole episode on its own. But I'm so thankful for the time that we had with him and that my kids got to be a part of taking care of him and we'll always have those memories as well. After we lost my grandpa, we moved out of his house and bought a home with a couple of acres. It was a little bit like revisiting my childhood and I wanted the kids to be able to have animals and space to play. And that was such a fun time. But as the kids got older, it became less fun for them and more work for me and not enough bedrooms for anyone. (laughs) So apparently when you become a teenager, it's important to have your own bedroom and be in a neighborhood around your friends. It's way cooler than, you know, goats and your parents. I don't know. But that house was super special to me and I I still miss it. I've worked part-time over the years, but I've been a stay-at-home mom mostly. Um, That was something that was always important to Mike and I, and I'm so incredibly thankful for the time I've had with my kids. When I was growing up, both my parents worked and my mom is in retail, so her hours were all over the place, as anyone retail knows. So that was just something I wanted to do differently with my kids. I don't think either way is the right way or the wrong way. Just every person has to figure that out for themselves. I felt very strongly in my journey that I was going to be home with my kids. I should probably mention here that during this time when we moved away from my grandpa's house and moved to the property and then the neighborhood, God was really calling me to have my family be a part of our community and church in our community. So we started attending 
our church that we're at now. And my kids loved the youth program there and were so much of a part of it. Um, Brevin's really been growing in his journey with God lately. And we have so many wonderful people now that we get to go to church with. And I just think it's an important part of my journey along the way, the places God placed us and the people he placed in our lives to help us through each of these stages. And as I've gotten a little farther along in my journey, I am definitely in a stronger place with God than I ever was. I've been growing in my relationship with him and growing in my desire to do more through him, hence This is why I'm doing my podcast. So here we are today, right? (laughs) We survived a pandemic and a kid graduated high school. I don't know where the time went. I wish my grandparents could have been here to see Brevin graduate and to see the amazing man he's becoming and to see Darian, how he's grown and how he's such a hard worker and he plays football and to see the young woman that my daughter is turning into. She is not afraid to tell you her opinion. She loves to act and sing. And gosh, they would just be so proud of all of them. I miss that about them. They were great cheerleaders. For the record, Mike and I are still married. There have been some rough seasons for sure. But I'm so thankful that he's been by my side through all of them. And most days we even still like each other. So that's a win, right? Neither one of us came from a healthy household growing up, so to be married for almost 23 years this month, wow, is a miracle for sure. Maybe I'll have to have him on an episode sometime and we can talk about it. But certainly, we are no experts on marriage, and obviously what we would talk about is what not to do. (laughs) I mean, we learned how to start a relationship as teenagers, so there's been some work over the years. Anyways, this is the end of the story for now. And I know I skipped a little bit all over the place and I hopefully didn't leave out too much. Um, Some of my relationships with my family are strained now um, as an adult. And that's kind of the stuff that I, I can't really go into in a podcast situation. But I... I hope this gave you a little better of an idea of who I am. I appreciate you listening. I value your support and your time. And if I'm asking my guests to share and be vulnerable, I will do it as much as I can. So thank you for taking the time to listen to my story. I would love it if you would reach out. I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Something Beautiful Ministries. And next week, I'll have a new guest with a new story be our new friend. So I'm excited to share that with you. Have a great weekend and I'll see you next Friday.